Speaks, and this is my lovely wife, Kim. We are the founders and co-creators of the lifestyle brand and podcast, Becoming Disciplined. Every week we meet, learn from, and share best practices with highly disciplined men and women from a variety of fields and endeavors. Follow us on our journey. Sonia, the big hug lady, has a purpose to guide people towards the place where authenticity and purpose collide, activating gifts and passions while illuminating a path that leads them right back to the one who placed it in them to begin with. Who is Sonia Lewis, the big hug lady? She is cultivating positive change in the earth through you. Why Sonia? Because she was created for this. It is her purpose. But this week, Sonia, the big hug lady, is becoming disciplined. Today on Becoming Disciplined, we interview podcaster extraordinaire, Sonia, the big hug lady. Sonia, welcome to Becoming Disciplined. We are so honored to have you. <laughs> it is a pleasure. Thank you so much, sir, for even asking me to uh, be a part of this. Thank you oh, so much. The pleasure is ours. The pleasure is ours. Now, Sonia, before you educate us and share your current story, I think it's good for my audience to be aware of every superhero's origin story. What is the beginning to your story? What is your origin story? Where did you grow up? What was your childhood like? You know, where, where does Miss Sonia come from? Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. Uh, I born and raised in Arlington, Virginia. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> amen, amen. All, all my Arlingtonians. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and if you know anything about Arlington, there's a um, the greatest neighborhood ever, <laughs> which is called Johnson Hill. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or J Hill. That is exactly where I was born and raised. Um, you know, a uh, household of, it was just my mother and I um, growing up and, um, you know, kind of like that story where you don't know that you don't have anything right? kind of story. Um, but great childhood. Um, let's see. I say great. Mm. Tony, you got me started already. It's like, ooh, how much do I share and all of that? But that, but that is part of my story. I did grow up in a. Um, it was a great neighborhood. Uh, I had my local parks and recreation uh, within our neighborhood. I could walk to, which uh, I truly believe, like, led me to working for parks and recreation uh, in Caroline. Um, it's just interesting how God will connect dots and, you know, send you to places and 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 um, have you do the things that were uh, done for you. You know, I had beautiful um, those supervisors who worked for Parks and Recreation in Arlington to um, really take hold of of me and. Um, treat me as I was theirs. Uh, I had this one particular, no, nah, I'll say two because it was, it was two. So I had uh, Miss Lee. She was one of um, the rec um, counselors. I don't know if I want to call them counselors, but um, uh, she worked for the rec department and she was uh, a beautiful inspiration to me. 
Um, and then there was uh, Miss Rosa. Um, I, I forget Miss Rosa's last name, but anybody who knows uh, Parks and Recreation in Arlington, they know Miss Rosa. Mm. She, oh my gosh, those women just took hold. Like I said, knowing that I was an only child, latchkey kid, um, and they they helped save my life. So. You know, I am, yes, I could, my life could be totally different from mm -hmm. where it is today. Um, but it was because of those individuals who cared enough and, um, you know, did moved in, and I know God used them to help guide me and direct me. So I'm very thankful for that. Uh, went to Wakefield High School. Woo, 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 <laughs> Wakefield Warriors. Yes. And I always love to put um, like our first black president, right? You know how the president will go to different schools and as right. soon as he goes into office and uh, does his, his speech. And Wakefield was the, the uh, school that he chose the first time. I that was on his second round. Yep. And uh, WNL, yeah, that was the second one. <laughs> uh, but um, oh my gosh, it was it was fun. I was just talking to some of my childhood friends, which I still uh, keep in contact with, and um, we talked about we really had a a good good time growing up. You know, of course, everybody has those moments where you know you get snatched back. You know, right, <laughs> ah, right, by right, your right. parents, right? Like, what are you doing? And why are you right. acting out? You know, all of that. But um, overall, it it was it was a, a wonderful experience, and I thank the Lord for those things that took place. The bad stuff, oh Lord, you know that no child should have to endure. Um, but also uh, the good stuff too, because like I said, it it made me who I am and and why I help other individuals. So That's powerful. That's powerful. Now, uh, I'll tell you, I, I pastor a small church in Dumfries, and ironically, over half that church is from either Green Valley or Johnson Hill. Wow. And uh, I met my wife uh, in Arlington at Wakefield. Matter of fact, I'll, uh, I'll tell this to our audience, is uh, in the, my junior year of school, it was a little bit after October, uh, she walked into class. She joined the, the junior years uh, late. And uh, I walked in. I had a big uh, Flavor Flav clock around my neck. And uh, I told her the first time I saw her on the second floor of Wakefield Senior High School, I told her, I said, I'm going to marry you. And uh, as soon as I walked into the class, I just said that, right, you know, you're going you're gonna to be the type of girl I marry. I'm going to marry you. And uh, I didn't know what I was saying back then. But uh but I did spend a lot of time at Arlington and have a lot of. Uh, uh, I remember the uh, the the drugstore down there in Green Valley and Macedonia yep. Baptist Church and and uh, there's a, a lot of history down there and a lot of good memories there. So Absolutely. so uh, we, we share nope, that in community. Home. That's right. That's right. I came late though. My roots were not as deep in Arlington. I came at age sixteen, but uh, okay. there's still still a lot of roots there. Still a lot of roots there. Now. We want to ask just some basic questions before we get to your vocation and your calling, just so that our audience can get to know you a little bit better. What book, Miss Sonia, outside of the Bible, has has impacted you in the greatest fashion? You know, I will say that it was the Purpose Driven Life. 
Mm. Because it caused me to be intentional about my journey. Sure. Um, it, it, it taught me how to go inward, mm. uh, to ask specific questions so that God could guide me, you know, along the way. And I, I have kept those, those questions, that journey within me, but that was my starting point. And I would say that was the most impactful um, book that, mm. yeah, 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 that, that was it. I remember, yeah, I remember that book and I remember it starts off with a punch because I forgot the first question, but the first question they ask you, uh, Rick Warren kind of punches you in the face, you know, when he, he asks like, what are you here for? Or something right. similar. So yeah. right off the bat, he, he gets you very quickly. One of the, one of the greatest uh, bestsellers of all time. Now, yes. speaking about purpose, when, uh, of course the book played a role, but when in your development, you know, God leaves clues. Uh, when in your development did all of this begin to unravel? Of course, the book played a role, but what other things happened where you're like, oh man, well, now I'm starting to understand this is what I'm here for. And it was probably, you know, when I'm going back, we were fresh out of high school. And I can remember uh, that conversation going something like, you know, Sonia, you were always that person that we went to, you know, um, we asked questions, we ask for guidance. We, you know, you were just that person. And I honestly didn't like really know that and, you know, notice it. Sure. And, and it was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So then I started backtracking, you know, uh, to all those moments that I had with, whether it be friends or people that were in my class, you know, we have random, I quote, random conversations. Um, but I, I was that, that kid. Um, and what was interesting, though, was I never felt, uh, let me see, I never felt noticed, seen. Um, I always felt out of place, like I didn't belong anywhere. Um, I, I never felt worthy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so much of that. So a lot of that was hidden from me. Um, and I would say because of, of how I saw myself. Mm. So from that conversation, God would send me um, backward to remember. I can remember waking up out of my sleep because somebody called my name. Wow. Like, like I, I heard, and it was just as clear, like somebody was in my ear. Right. And wow. Wow. I would wake up. Nobody would be in the house. Right. <laughs> so this happened <laughs> quite often. But initially I was like, you know, of course I would say it wasn't like, it didn't scare me, but it was like, hold up, ain't nobody in the house, right? So, right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, what's going on? And <laughs> and then as it continued to happen, right, it would be like, okay, I'm waking up. All right, nobody is here in the house, but I do recognize that somebody called my name. Uh, and then 
as time went on, because I didn't really have certain conversations with individuals about that, I would say that I kind of suppressed that sure. to the point that I that they no longer happened as often as they did before. Mm. Um, and continuing on <laughs> through life, there was another instance where, um, and this was it. Oh my gosh, Tony, this was it. I can remember having a conversation with my coworker, right? She had, I recently had moved to Caroline. And she invited me to this choir. Um, it was a, a choir workshop. Well, I wasn't in the choir, but I was always the type of person that, sure, I'm open to, you know, going and seeing because you never know, you know, I could share that information with anyone, with other people or just I'm an information gatherer. So that's probably <laughs> <laughs> it. Um, but I remember we were having this, you know, conversation about what I wanted, what I, uh, my purpose, you know, our purpose. And she was like, you know, Sonia, I, you just, you know, you are always helping individuals and us. I just really see, you know, something great happening. I'm like, I know, you know, like I feel it. It's just so, you know, deep in there that I feel this nudge, this pull, but I don't know what it is, you know? So I, and I, I constantly ask, okay, Lord, show me, what is it? Where mm -hmm. is it that you are sending me? What is it that I'm supposed to be doing? Um, and as we traveled there, I mean, we were crying. She had tears. I had tears. Cause she was, you know, you, you know how it is when you're in that, in that zone talking about purpose and, and, sure. you know, you, you know, God, you know, you, you know, his voice, all of that. And so we get to the, um, to the workshop and, you know, they're having different classes that you go to. And this one particular one, uh, the teacher was talking about, um, music, right. And where it all began and heaven and all, all of that. So, uh, we all had to sit down. It was a, a large, I'm gonna say it was a classroom size of individuals, of adults, um, we had our Bibles. We were sitting down at the um, uh, at a desk, and we had to turn to Isaiah sixty one. And so he was using that as his focus to you know guide us. And so you know everyone, we're all sitting down. We're looking at the Bible. We're reading along with him. He's reading out loud. As soon as he began, <laughs> it's like. As soon as I was about to say the uh, the scripture, but of course, you know, when you get all in it and then it just uh, left me. But as um, I'm reading, we're all reading together. I hear he's talking about one thing, but this is what I've called you to do. Mm. And I tell you at that moment, I mean, it was right here. Like I said, remember when I was asleep and I would hear my name called right in my ear as if God was standing right there and whispering in my ear, but it wasn't a whisper. It was loud. It was booming. It was down in here, but it didn't scare me. Right. And so I automatically, I looked up 
and I'm looking around the room, right? Because I'm like, did y'all hear that? <laughs> you know, that's what right, I'm right. saying to my mind. I'm, but everybody else's head is still down. Nobody's looking <laughs> like, I heard that too, you know? And so I was like, okay, all right. Shake <laughs> it off. Uh, and then, so, you know, the guy continues to talk and, you know, and read. And God says it again. He said, he's talking about one thing, but this is what I've called you to do. And it was at that moment, I kept on nudging my coworker. I'm like, oh my gosh, did you hear that? Oh my gosh, you know? <laughs> and I was just so excited about, first of all, on our way there, I cried out asking, what in the world? You know, because I'm struggling. Right. That That wonder, first of all, took me to a place of frustration through my life, um, I even to a place of depression because I could not connect with it. I did not know what I was supposed to do. But to know that I asked him on the way there, <laughs> crying out to him, and he answered me, that I, I, God is just, whoo, I always say he is super duper gorgeous. Because Amen. he is just that good. He will answer us. Amen. We seek his name. You know, if we seek him, we will find him. And we'll find Amen. him when we seek him with all of our heart. Right. And so Amen. that was the other. Um, so I've had like many stories like that, that would just, that led me there. And when I decided to, be authentically me, mm. to be exactly who he created me to be, not mm. hide anything, you know, not, um, oh, I'm only going to show this part because, you know, just in case, I don't know what they're going to say or what if they, you know, I had always been like that as I shared, you know, always worried about what other people thought about me and, and, and all of that. and. It was just as clear if you follow me and not worry about what other people think and you be exactly who I've called you to be, then, you know, the, the sky is the limit. The door is open. And sure. it was then when I made that decision to be authentically me and whatever it is that you want to do, how you want to do it. Just show me, guide me to it. He has done that and even nudged me into um, acknowledging I am the big hug lady. <laughs> I've been <laughs> ever since I was little in elementary school. I could go back to, you know, the hugging and showing love and saying big hug. Um, as a matter of fact, I had forgotten about that, but it was friends who said, you've been doing that all, you know, as long as I remember you, you have, they show me, look, yearbooks that I have written um, in, in their year, yearbook where, you know, I said my little nice note or whatever, and it was big hug, you know, and many right. blessings, love you. And that has continued through, you know, today. And it was during the pandemic when God nudged me to, he said, we're going public with this. 
That is exactly what he said. And, and he and I, we have conversations like that. You know, right, when, right. it's that authentic conversation. And um, so, of course, I'm questioning, like, what do you mean going public? What is all of that? You know, and to be called into the ministry. Okay. What do you mean by going public? Okay. Well, we're going to start the business, um, Big Hug Lady, and then share. I already told you I love sharing information. I always love to help individuals as much as I possibly can. And if I come into contact with, you know, anything that could help another person along their journey, then I share it. So much so, I'm sure I get on many people's nerves because like, please stop sending me stuff. But um, that's who I am. So uh, I did that. And then as I um, stepped out even more, um, he told me to do to start the uh, interviewing. Okay. He told me to start. It was called Big Hug Conversations is what I started. Awesome. And Big Hug Conversations was a means to be able to encourage other individuals to search inside themselves. Asking, asking God the question, who am I? Why did you create me? What's my purpose? And... I did that by interviewing other individuals who had already been on their uh, self-discovery journey to purpose and were mm. uh, lighting up, you know, their corner of the world. Because we are all, you know, we're lights, right? For him. He right. is the, the <laughs> ultimate light, but we, you know, have that light within us. And so um, just as I am called to a nation, you are called to a nation, we all are. So in our corner of the world, we are called to light it up, you know, Amen. and be authentically ourselves because there are other people out there who recognize us, the struggle, whatever. They relate to it, you know, to our personality, all of that. And those are the individuals that we are to um, speak to, to help, to encourage, to they get us. And just like they, you will have your portion of individuals who they totally understand you and get you, they're drawn to you, you know? So um, he nudged me into that. Now, I say the nudging and all of that because if anybody knows me, <laughs> I am not a out front person. Uh, it may seem like it because I'm, you know, I, I love people. So um, it, it seems like I am, um, you know, just all out there. But I really like to be behind the scenes. And mm -hmm. even when he called me into ministry, right, to I am a licensed um, minister, but even when he called me to ministry, I was like, Clearly, you have the wrong person, Lord, because uh, you know I ain't doing that. <laughs> I am not that person. And, of course, um, you know, my first thought was, okay, my personal personality does not fit what I see. Mm. How I dress, how I carry myself, I'm loud, and I'm, you know, 
like to be wild and crazy, whatever. That doesn't fit that mold that I see. And um, can I tell you, just as clear, he said, I know. That's why I chose you. Amen. And that was our journey of him just showing me and guiding me to where he needs me to be at the time he needs me to be for what he needs me to be. Amen. Amen. Now, um, I want to, for our audience, I want to tie in your calling and that moment where he revealed more of his purpose to you. I want to tie that into the necessity of a subject about discipline because our audience might not understand this. I heard a pastor one time out West. He said, when you know who you are, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. And, and the Lord revealing that to you, God revealing that to you. It's, it's, it's important because a lot of people, sometimes they're disciplined with no purpose. And, you know, like you have to add, you know, a fireman disciplines himself to be to be ready for a fire. A police officer disciplines himself for law enforcement. You know, an athlete, you know, a basketball player disciplines himself for one sport. A football player disciplines himself for another sport. So um, as I gather all these interviews and I meet with all these different people, I'm, I'm trying to write a book. I'm trying to get the best from all of what y'all are sharing. And the thing I'm going to have to start off with, and it's important for our audience to be aware of this, if you don't have that bigger picture given to you, what are you disciplining your what are you disciplining yourself for? Mm-hmm. You know, because without God giving that purpose like He gave to you, you know, like like okay, are, are you preparing for are you preparing to dunk a ball or are you preparing to run over a linebacker? Are you preparing to, 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 to save someone from a fire or are you preparing to pull someone over, you know, a, a felony drug stop? What are you preparing? What is your discipline preparing you for? Because, uh, as Dr. Miles Monroe said, we all uh, if you want to know what you're made for, you have to go to the maker. You have to That's go right. to the designer. Absolutely. So so I just wanted to tie that into our, 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 our audience. Now, let me also ask you this question. Uh, as the big hug lady, I want you to share our audience, you know, one reason why I believe that you can be the big hug lady is because you have a countenance where when people approach you, they know that there's a, you have a moral, you have high morals. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like, like I didn't, I didn't know anything about, but I, as I approached you, I ended, you know, as I started, I was working with you in a secular capacity. And I approached you. I kind of knew that you had high morals and you had a countenance about you. But without a discipline, um, if you were someone with like loose, I don't think you could be the big hug lady. You see what I'm saying? I don't think it would come off the same way because, you know, because you have such high morals and you have this countenance about yourself. No one, no one. I don't I've never seen anyone misinterpret your your love and your hugs and your kindness and you know like it always comes off from a very it always comes like it is a very godly uh it, it comes with a divine it's an obvious divine source you know so so did god did you come out the box with god giving that to you or has that been cultivated through the years okay so first of all i will say you don't just out the bat 
out come out knowing what your purpose is, right? Um, God leads you there. There is a path that he illuminates for you as you seek him. Um, going back to your analogy of a firefighter or police officer, those individuals, yes, they can discipline themselves for the job, but that being a person that will risk their own life to go into a burning building to save somebody else's, that's something that God placed within them to do. There, there is no, no, oh, let me try this, <laughs> you know, with that type of job. There, that, that is a, that divine gift that God placed within them to, to do that, to walk that out. A police officer, I mean, there's nobody who would in their right mind, right? And I say it just like that. <laughs> Place themselves in harm's way for another person, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you are called to that job, that profession, whatever it is that you are called, you, you have to be called to those things. Amen. Um, and then, I mean, God will, as you seek to know who you are, and of course you do have to ask the one who created you because there's no other way. Um, as you do that, he will place that, um, uh, that discipline in you. Okay. So I say it like this. I did not know that. I was, quote unquote, the big hug lady, although I had been doing it all along. Right. It wasn't right. it, it wasn't even clear to me that, first of all, a big hug was a purpose. Even right, when I right. sat down and I read, you know, the the um, purpose driven life. At no time did I even connect that. Oh, a big hug. That's a purpose. But it took me continuing to seek God, continuing to stay in, um, uh, in, in relationship with him, to build that relationship, to build the intimacy within the relationship, to ask questions and not be afraid to ask questions, to step outside the box of religion, um, to all of that for him to show me, no, it, it really is, you know, and oftentimes, especially as I'm gonna say Christians, believers, um religiousness will keep us so bound in a box. Amen. God is so big. Oh my gosh. I mean the creator of everything, you know, heaven and earth, you so for us to believe that ministry only resides in a church only resides or, you know, allows you to be a, a pastor or uh, a Bible school teacher or, uh, I mean, we have doctors, you know, who are ministering under 
the the heavenly, you know, God that he has given them that divine purpose to place their hands on another person's body to help that healing process to remove mm. you know what I'm saying? I mean that's right. Police officers, as I go back to the I mean a dentist, a teacher, a teacher in a public school. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about a, a Sunday school teacher. No, I he has given each and every one of us. Look, uh, those who who handle our trash, who our waste, mm. he has given every individual that ability to move on his behalf, mm. operating in setting the captives free, <laughs> to right. healing. Right. You know what I'm saying? To delivering. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of that. He has given right. each one of us that ability. And as we seek him and as we ask him questions and he will, he will show it to us. And sure. so that thing is already in you. Mm. All you are asking is just guide me to it. Mm. And that is exactly what I did. So when he showed me, oh yeah, a big hug is a, it it definitely is a purpose. That's and right. and then it was, now let me show you how. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And so in the let me show you how, he nudged me into, you start, we're going to go public with this. Okay. Right. Well, what does public mean? Okay. It means you are going to create a, a business and it's Big Hug Lady LLC. And mm. you are going to go onto social media and you're going to that same thing that you love doing before uh, COVID and all of that, the pandemic, you love sharing, you love giving a hug. Well, you can't give a hug right now, not in the way in which you are used to, but you sure right. can give a hug by sharing information, by giving people hope and encouragement. Mm through this manner that everybody now is connected to. And that was, you know, being virtual on social media, Zoom, all of that. However, this is the way that you're going to do it. Okay. All right. So let me step into that and, and do it. I'll step away from me being afraid of being out front, me being afraid of worrying about what other people thought. And then he nudged me into, now what we're going to do is, we're going to start Big Hug Conversations. I'm like, mm. Big Hug Conversations? Well, what is that? Okay. You are going to, you see all these people that you see moving and doing, and you're like, oh my gosh, they're doing great things. I want you to call on them and have a conversation with them about who they are, how they get there, what's their passion, what led them to it, you know? And and if uh, they were able to give... a the biggest hug ever to the world, what would it say? And in that, so I'm like, okay, well, you know, you know, I ain't trying to get out front, but all right, you told me to do it. I'm going to do it. And then show, he showed me, uh, this is to encourage those individuals who are now, they are shut in and they need some mm -hmm. encouragement. They need to see other people moving and doing, they need to, to uh, see other people's light, you know, uh, shining and that it doesn't look a certain way. It's not in a box, you know, and when we see that and we acknowledge 
that no, you are not in a box. You 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 can do whatever you want through whomever you want. He will oh my gosh, the encouragement to do the the he enlightens the mind, you know, and and the spirit and takes you on a journey that is so beautiful. And mm. it it was that those just stepping, stepping out. I didn't know what I was doing. I, I just followed his voice. And along that way, oh my gosh, he allowed me the courage to be me, to be authentically me, to speak whatever it is that he tells me to speak as long as I stay in his will. That's you know, true. if I go outside and I'm starting to worry about what other people think, well, that ain't, that is not in his will. That's not what I told you to do, right? You know, that's that. Right. So that's right. outside of his will. If you go and you connect yourself with individuals, I did not tell you to. I'm not saying that they cannot be a Christian, right? Because we as believers are called to all people. Just like he is, right? He is for all people. And so if you get into a place where you're now separating yourself because they're not Christian, they're not believers, they're not what, then you're outside of God's will. And so, again, he just following the voice, following the voice, staying connected to him. And it's about that intimacy. It's about Amen. creating the in intimacy and because that's who he is, right? All he is not religious and, but he is about relationship. He is Amen. about relationship. So it does not matter who, what church you go to, what in ministry you under, if you're a pastor, if you're not, if you did, he will use anybody as we've seen many, you know, examples in the Bible that he can use whomever he wants to. And, um, mm -hmm. I, I, I love, 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 love that whole, um, movement of God. And I will share this. What really, um, I guess I love that, that part because of how I always felt about myself. Right. I never, felt that whole worthy, you know, feeling. Um, but then he had to ask me a question. Well, where did that come from? Where, mm -hmm. where did that whole feeling of unworthy come from? And it came from other people. It came from other people telling you what you're not and what you're not going to be. And guiding you away basically from basically telling you lies <laughs> you lies because if i look in the in the word of god that ain't what the word of god says That's right. you know and and even even christians can do the same thing yet stand on it as if it is a a badge of honor mm -hmm. but if they're quiet if they quiet themselves and go to that word, they will see that's not what you were called to do. You did, 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 did the judgment lies in God's hands, right? All he asks us to do is to be the light, be who he is here on earth, moving and walking and on his behalf, sharing 
you know, his love. He does the rest. You know, he, he does the rest. Right. That's, that's not our. So I, what I was going to get into was this conversation that I had with my father before he passed. My dad, um, I didn't, as I shared before, I did not grow up with my father. Um, and, you know, he would call every now and then um, along the way. But as I became a, an adult, he tried more um, to open that relationship. And um, I opened my heart and said yes to that. So we continued to build on that relationship. Well, uh, this particular year, he he was sick. He uh, he ended up dying of uh, esophageal cancer. But uh, when he needed to get to some of his um, treatments, go to his uh, to get treatments, I would take him to some of his appointments. And I can remember a conversation that we had. I was always just sharing. I mean, always talking about the Lord, how good he is. And he's like, yeah, but he doesn't love me like he loves you. And I'm like, well, no, why you say that? And he's like, no, because I know he, he can't love me like that. I, I believe that he loves, you know, people and. You know, he's real, but he just can't love me like that. So I said, okay, dad, well, we're going to get, why do you say that? Because you just don't know. I, I, I've done some really bad things. I'm like, okay, well, you're not the only one who's done really bad things. You know, I mean, we can, but he's like, yeah, I understand. I said, dad, there are many people in the Bible who, that same, you know, they've done bad things too. And he's like, no, boo, you just don't understand. Dad just, I, I just really did some bad things and I have to. So I had to take my, my father, who had a third grade education um, due to the time he grew up in and his mom died when she was uh, when he was very young and it was just a whole bunch of, so third grade education. So he couldn't read the Bible for himself, but the Bible that he did get was from other individuals who were around him that were preachers and ministers and churchgoers and Christians or, you know, and right. you. Good morning. Good afternoon or good evening, whatever time it is in your time zone. At least on my time, it's it's after church, and I don't know about you. Sometimes after church, I'm just lacking energy. Courtney, yes. Can you get me? Can you get me a uh, one of the vitamins that your mama takes? There you go, Daddy. Let me try one of these. Tastes pretty good. My God, my God, Q! What do you have in there? It's made with vitamins B9 and B12. It's it's great for my overall health. It's made with pectin, a unique fiber in fruit peels. It's simple and delicious. Kim, 
Did you know that more people search apple cider vinegar in the U.S. than tea? Google has 15,000 people searching that word every day in the U.S. alone. Kim, how can more people get this gummy? If you want to support the podcast, or if you're looking to improve your health, you can order these gummies at https forward slash forward slash go.goalie.com forward slash becoming disciplined. Don't forget to use our promo code becoming disciplined. need to stop this you need to you know you need to you need to do do, 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 do. you know you're not all of that and so compound already with what he felt about himself Mm. to then be compounded from people who were um knew what they were talking about they Mm. had the authority i guess to share to say that to him um they were equipped or they were uh they had the right or what have you. I can't even get to think of the word uh that I want to use. But he took their word as the authority of who he mm. was in God and how yeah. God saw him. So I said, Dad, we sat down, I opened up the Bible and I started with one person. I read right there with him, you know, along the way to my finger. And I read that book. I read those scriptures. I said, see, let me show you what uh, David did. I said, then we went to the other one. You know, I, I would bring individuals up in the bad, the most terrible thing that they did, you know. Right, right. And showed him that. And then showed him who they are, who they were, right? Who God said they were and how God used them even in the midst of the wrong, the terrible, how they changed. You know what I'm saying? That that change that took place. God still loved them. He still used them. He still, you know what I'm saying? So I said, and they, look, their name is right there, dad. But oftentimes we think that just because somebody's that we see the name. I mean, I know for myself, I would think, oh, they must have they must have been perfect, you know, because their name is in the Bible. And but we know God used those individuals to show us. No, it's not about being perfect, you know, being perfect. It's not about perfection. It's about you having a yes within you to say, I recognize who you are and here I am for you on your behalf, whatever it is that you want me to do. And it also shares with us that when you are on that journey and God will use, he will do, he will light that thing up for you. Right, right. And when right. you get off course, there's a there's something that's going to take place, you know, because you don't got off course. There is a discipline that will take place, um, but it's not a discipline out of I hate you or, you know, I, I don't love you. It's because, right. no, I do love you. And I, I I've already set the parameters, you know, um, for you. But he is about forgiveness, 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 true love. 
And all he wants is for us to get to a place of just that trust, that faith, that walking in, you know, like I should not be where I am, but you, Lord, you know, you love me enough and whatever it is you want me to do, um, you know, I'll do it. So I believe that, yeah, we can, we can, we can discipline our way out of his will. Amen. 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 Do you understand what I mean by that? Absolutely. 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 We we get to a place sometimes, and I say we, Christians, I I mean, this is about that whole, uh, that that family, that community that we're talking about, right? Um, Sure. We can get so focused on doing things right. Mm-hmm. Right? Like where where did these things so right? You okay, you can't do this. You gotta do that. You gotta do you, all these parameters and things in place. And oftentimes, un, honestly, <laughs> as I found on my journey, <laughs> those things are un, where they come from. They they weren't from the Lord. They did not come from God's word. It was something that was miscued, miss, 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 or was skewed. It was misworded, miss, you know how oftentimes somebody will say something, right? And it just kind of, then, oh, somebody be like, ooh, that sounds good. So I'm going to say it too, right? And then <laughs> over, the, over time, now it's being said, but that person was like, that ain't what I said, but, you know, uh-huh. so uh, I'll say for my journey, and you may have another question. So if you need me to be quiet, I will be quiet no, no, right no, now. Just letting you go. <laughs> okay. No, well, uh, to coincide with what you said about we could discipline ourselves outside of God's will, um, a person could say that in that passage uh, where Jesus came to Mary and Martha, that Martha was being, quote unquote, disciplined. Okay. Amen. But, but Mary had the spiritual discipline to remain at the master's feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think that's a, a good example of what you're speaking about. Now, now let me ask you another question. Uh, Paul was called to the Gentiles. Peter was called to the Jews. Um, I, I myself feel that the Lord has uh, led me a lot of times to the non-traditional type person, like the person, if you're a very traditional religious person i'm not i'm probably not the person for you i'm not the i'm not the pastor for you or i'm not the minister for you if you know if you are a little more non-traditional i'm probably you know we might resonate but uh for you sonia the big hug lady is there is there a pattern don't get me wrong i know you're for everybody and i know jesus is for and i know you you ain't the type to just turn anybody away. I know that. I know that about you. But is there a particular, is there a particular demographic that the Lord has used you to touch in a more profound way than others, or has it been pretty much across the board? Um, individuals, uh, I'm going to say across the board, but that that little zone that he has called me to um 
are to those particular individuals, white, black, young, old, it doesn't matter. Those who have been hurt um, by people, those who have been neglected, those who have um, been ostracized, those who have been um, uh, who feel unworthy. Um, so that is it's that community that he has called me to um, because that was me. You know, that was me. And I can only, we can only help those individuals that have, that identify with us, right? So it's going to be those, whatever your thing is, you know, whatever struggle you came up with, whatever that thing that has been, you know, in you. And I'm not going to, I still struggle sometimes with you know, who I walking in, I, being confident in who I am in him. Um, so it's that thing that you struggle with. And, and that is the thing that he uses within you to help the same type of individuals who struggle in that same uh, arena as well. Mm, that's powerful. Now you said you were called out Isaiah 61, right? Isaiah 61. Look, I know. See, let me let me go to I, I got to go ahead. Go ahead with your question while I look it up. No, I just wanted to tell our audience that that, that Jesus repeated Isaiah 61 in Luke chapter four. Yeah. And as the mission of the church and everyone was astonished. And I, I'll share with I won't share with our audience my uh, a long time ago, Sister Sonia, I used to be a spoken word artist. Where I used to do poetry and I used to use poetry as a as a way to try to read. I used to go to places where, you know, where uh, poetry spots that were secular poetry spots. And then I right. would do Christian poems right. up there and it was an open mic. So what can they say? Right. right. And there was one poem I had that I'm going to send it to you where it was called, who are my people? And it kind of starts off with, you know, me being mixed, you know, it starts off with I'm not really white, not really black, not really this, not really that. But then it starts, I start going through all of the people who are these rejects in life. And, and I end with Isaiah 61. My people are the brokenhearted. You know what I'm saying? My people, yeah, yeah, yeah. as a matter of fact, it ends with my people are where the church truly started. My people are the brokenhearted. You know, so I'm, mm. I'm gonna send that to you. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna drive my audience away with my old poetry, but uh, <laughs> but I'll send that to you. I'll send that to you. But uh, yeah, Isaiah 61, uh, the King James here. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he, because the Lord have anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He have sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. And that's where Jesus stopped in Luke chapter 4. But uh, Isaiah gets a little rough. He, he continues on. And the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Amen. So yeah. I just... I just wanted to read that and it's repeated in Luke chapter four and, and Jesus closed the book and everyone was was amazed by him. Now, 
before we, I'm gonna, I'm gonna circle back. I promise you, I'm gonna circle back to the details of your business and the details okay. of your podcast, and also uh, where you fellowship at. But I just wanted to pull up. I want us to pull up, and I want to ask some of our general questions that we ask all our our podcasters or all the people that we interview. At becoming disciplined, we examine discipline or organization in the following areas spirituality, mental discipline, physical discipline, emotional intelligence, how, you know, and, and using Bible language, that's basically uh, how well do you control, uh, how well do you guard your heart in Proverbs, you know, <laughs> financial discipline, time management, and home and data organization. Which of these do you consider your strong points? Which of these are areas that the Lord needs to work on you uh, with? And if there's an area that is a weak area, do you have a plan in 2022 to work on that weak area or you just like, nah, I'm just going to let the Lord deal with that part. Amen. So uh, tell us about your strong point. Tell us about your undeveloped area and tell us about your plan. Okay. Let me see. That's strong point. I'm looking at the uh, the thingy that you sent me so I can, I can stay focused on where, right, right. Uh, what, what I'm going to share. Okay. Um, so I believe my strong suit in walking in that discipline is spirituality. Um, I say that because I've learned to stay connected so close with him, so intimate with him that I move based upon what he tells me and not based upon what I was taught. Um, a few years back in my whole, who am I, Lord? And, you know, show me. Um, and, and as I said, that was, that's a journey. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't end. It is a constant journey. So going into 19, 2019, going into that year, um, I can remember, you know, I was at a particular church and he's like, you're not going to be here next year. <clears throat> so, but I didn't feel like, oh, I'm going to die or whatever. <laughs> it was just like, oh, okay. So you're going to send me to another church. And I said that I thought that out because I had been feeling a shift in me where I was needing something more. Um, I had given, you know, everything and I'm like, I still should not be leaving. I don't care what church I was at, you know, so it's not about the church. I want to say that it wasn't about the church that I was going to. Everything was beautiful. I was loving it. I fit in perfectly. So it, it had nothing to do with that, but it was my, that, that intimacy. You know, that wanting more of him, but coming up short, you know, I, I would, I could be in any, um, and I keep wanting to say any, because I want to get this clear to anybody who's watching, who knows Sonia, where she was at what particular church at such a that time. Don't try to connect the dots, please, because right. don't do that. Don't do that. Um, right because it has nothing to do with that church or that ministry. Sure. It's all to do with me and my relationship with God. Um, 
So in seeking more of him and feeling like something is missing. I mean, I have felt your presence before, Lord. I have heard you. And in my most beautiful worship, I still come up short. And so I kept saying to him, there has got to be more to you than this, than this getting up on a, you know, going to church, doing the Bible study, that there's more to you than what I have already experienced in my life that is supposed to be connected to you. Right. And I mean, I was struggling. I, I was struggling because everywhere I turned, it was like me trying to do the big hug, trying to give him a big hug, trying to give all of that a big hug. But yet, you know, I kept doing this. There was right, nothing right. that I could hold on to to say, Woo, this is you. Oh my gosh. I, you know, I, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is, and so when I did that and he told me, Going into 19, you're not going to be here. And I'm thinking, okay, well, it's another church because that's all I knew is you will go to another church. You know, you try this and you minister here and you be that. And I tried that um, going into the, you know, next year. That wasn't it. And every time I tried to then go back to, where I was, he would not allow me to do that. I'm telling you, many things came up. Every Sunday, I tried to get my butt up, get ready to go to church and do what, you know, the church thing. And, um, and I'm going to say it just like that. So, you know, but we'll get to that. Every Sunday, I tried to do that. I got sick. Or something happened, whether it was my car or it was, he would not let me go. And it would be like, no, you're going to sit here and you're not going anywhere. You're not going to do that. And the thing that I call it now is he took me on a detox of religion. He took me on a detox of religiousness. He took me on a detox of habits, you know. Um, and I struggled with that because we're taught, you know, as Christians, you know, believers, we're taught that this is how it looks. When you say you follow God, then you got to go to church every Sunday. You go to Bible study most of the time on Wednesday, you know, or whatever day it was, but it, it looked like something, you know, I could. You could give me a schedule. I don't care what church I go to. <laughs> and they pretty right, much right, going right. to be the same, you know. Um, right, but right. he, can I tell you, he took me back. He said, go back to the beginning and took me on a detox. In the beginning was him sending me back to his word and said that uh-huh. you read it as if you'd never read it before. I had to, honestly, this is, this is, this is my my story. 
I had to unlearn because that's what he told me to do. Unlearn everything that you've been taught and then go back to the beginning and you read as if this was your first time meeting me. Wow. Can I tell you? Reading <laughs> and then comparing right. what I've been taught. I mean, I grew up in a Baptist church, so no, I, I take that back. I did not grow up in the church. I started going to church when um, faithfully when I was in my early 20s. I gave my life to Christ then. In that manner, I gave my life to Christ. Um, but I already know, you know what I'm saying. We did the thing. You know, you get up, go to the altar, whatever, and all of that. But he 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 showed me that what he said clearly and what I was doing right. was not the same thing. There was some mm -hmm. a whole bunch of discrepancy there. Sure. And you could have probably asked me this maybe a few months ago, right. and I probably would have skirted all around this whole conversation because right. I've been worried about, okay, those people who know me in the church, whatever, I don't want them to think I'm talking about them, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I'm talking about the Lord. I'm talking about my relationship with him. I'm talking about what he showed me and how he guided me to the truth of who he is. And the truth uh -huh. is not religion or religiousness. Um, right. So I would say spirituality because I learned in that process to follow him and not to stay in religion, not right. to stay in the habit of doing what I was doing just because I was taught that. Amen. So, um, and it was also that whole um, religion and religiousness that told me that I wasn't supposed to minister. I wasn't supposed to preach the gospel, regardless mm. of what I was told by God, wow. the one who gives wow. the, yeah, because I am a female, that I can't do that. And I, um, he does not call women to do that. And so if I was going to, it wasn't going to be in their church or, you know. Wow. Um, and so I had that conversation with God, right? Because I'm like, I learned this, right? Wow. And so when, and this is the thing, when you're being taught something, right. you're being taught based upon mm -hmm. somebody's thought process about it. Now what God right. said. So right. I was wow. like, okay, Lord. So this is what I'm taught, but this, you told me this, right? And so what am I supposed to do with this? You know, like who, and he said, well, who are you going to believe? <laughs> me wow. or man? And, wow. and I struggled with that relationship with those individuals. And so he has been guiding me on relationship. He has been mm -hmm. teaching me about relationship and teaching me about intimacy and, and, right. Part of intimacy is believing. Part of intimacy is trusting, you know? Right. And so that's been my journey with him. Um, the one that 
I'm not as good with, I guess. Okay, tell me what data organization is. Um, all of the photos on your phone and all of the all of the files on your desk, uh, like that are in your computer desktop. Like, how does your desktop look? Okay. That's, that's okay. what that's talking about. Well, then I'm probably going to say um, that. I'm going to probably say that because I'll say with the mental and the physical, I learned physical the discipline to, I, I was, I'm a person who always thinks that you got to be doing something, right? I, I, right, I, right? That has just been in me. You got to be productive, right? You got to, right. right. yeah. And sitting around is just like wasting time and that God could be doing until he had to share with me, no, to be quiet and to mm. be still is definitely being disciplined. Because wow. otherwise you can't hear me, right? Right. You know, because right, 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 you're so right. busy, distracted. Wow. So yeah. So I I learned that the whole mental thing. Um, I am now on this journey, where he's nudged me into, uh, coaching, um, mm -hmm. other individuals around this because it is wow. this that causes us to veer off the path. Uh, that mm -hmm. he has set before her, before us, and it's this that causes us to not believe his word concerning us. Um, mm -hmm. You know that will tell us who told you, you know, <laughs> that you could right, do that, right, right, right. And all of that. Um, so, but I will say data because on my phone, I'll use the phone since you mentioned that I have pictures from everywhere, right, and especially. <laughs> But it's like, I love, um, I just, I will just go back and look at pictures and remember, you know, those times. And um, if I need a smile or whatever, you know, I'll do that. I have taken pictures of the sky and nature because I love nature. God speaks to me through nature. I have this one picture that I, I took and it was actually a cloud that was going like that. That was God. Look, he gave me a big kiss. <laughs> he speaks to me. He, he speaks to me through, uh, well, you know, through many things, but I definitely love nature. So I will say um, in my phone, definitely have all of these files that I could probably get rid of. Um, but those are my reasons as to why I hold on to them. Oh, my computer desktop. desktop. Oh, it looks clean and neat but when i go in there you know there's some files that probably can chuck that you know but i'm always oh i might need that oh i might need that later so that would be my uh on on the low totem pole amen amen well i only got four questions left but one of my four questions um i've seen i see that you have a strength you're probably the strongest in this area of anyone that i have uh question so i really value your answer on this um what disciplines do you practice so that you know hey this is the voice of god this ain't sony sonia you see what i'm saying this is the voice of god this isn't indigestion this is the voice of god this ain't 
someone drop, you know, someone dropping subliminals on me because I mean, as someone and, and just so that no one thinks that Sonia's crazy, any of our non-believers, I mean, I, I, I believe I can hear from the Lord myself. I hear from him for uh, for sermons. I hear from him for Bible studies. I hear from him for major decisions. Every now and then I hear from him on a smaller decision. Uh, so uh, now I will say this. I don't want to front because that's what religious people do is or traditional people do. Uh, I think some of us religious people act like we are spirit led on everything we do. And if I was spirit led on everything I would do, I would be Jesus instead of Tony. You see what I'm saying? So right. so uh, I, I can narrow down the big items and I can narrow down my sermons and, and, and things like that. But no, I'm not spirit led on everything I do. So so I know, at least for me, that there's a discipline or a practice of when I'm going to hear from him a little more clearly or when I'm getting away from him where I need to like I need to tighten my shot group because I'm getting out of bed doing my I'm doing I'm doing Tony. So but for our audience, uh, what disciplines does Sonia practice so that her 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 radar is tight and her shot group is tight. What disciplines do you practice? Um, I would say that still quiet place. I, I'm good when it comes to that. When I say I'm good, I ensure that I have time, that quiet time to spend with him. Mm -hmm. Um, how did I know his voice? I didn't know it in the in you know in the beginning. I didn't know, oh, that's you. You know, it it took spending time with him. It took finding out who I am in him. That's how I got keen on knowing his his voice. Um, it took me getting into the word and finding out what he says about me and about what why we were created you know it took going back into the word to see how he did it versus how i've been taught to do it mm -hmm. and so getting uh becoming intimate with him getting into his word, um, spending time, that quiet, still time with him, um, and getting to know me. Walking in a place of authenticity mm -hmm. is the only way, I'm, I, it is the only way that we can, like here, Right. <laughs> right? right. Because if we are a portion of him, right? I mean, he created us. So if I'm walking outside of who he created me to be, I I don't hear clearly in a way that I can because I've allowed fear. I've allowed um, rejection, the fear of rejection. I've allowed other people and other things to, you know, get me all jacked up up here so it will cause me to well wait a minute okay did you did i know that you know you said 
that you've called me into, you know, to minister to people, to nations. I, I know that's what you said, but, you know, they told me and I'm under them, right? I'm under leadership. They my pastor, all of that, but they said this. So, you know, what am I supposed to believe? Now, that just sounds stupid, don't it? <laughs> it sounds like real stupid. Like, why is that even a question? Why, 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 why would I question him over somebody else that told me something? No. And that's how, what I mean, to stay in the word, but stay close to that, to, in that quiet place. Um, with him and get to know you. Be comfortable in who he created you to be and walk in that only. Do what he tell you to do. Don't do what anybody else tell you to do. Now, I'm not saying that he does not send individuals to, you know, guide you, help you along and all of that. Of course he does, right? I mean, he created us to be in relationship with one another. Um, but ultimately, he is the one who tells me what to do. Um, I know you're a pastor. I'm going to say this, and you might have some, you know. <laughs> you might have been in this type of situation. But I can recall as a minister, you know, under the in-church, under, you know, leadership. And another church, another ministry have asked me, and this happened multiple times, asked me to come and minister, you know, to their church, their event, whatever it was. But I had to ask my pastor if I could go. Right, right, right. I had to, and if they said no, which I've had that happen, then I can't go. Right, right, right. And then, but I know now that when God calls you to do something, you do it. That's right. That's right. That's right. Regardless of, we're under God, not man. And I'm I'm sorry if this throws you off, right? You know, because again, you know, I I understand the church. I understand. You know, pastor, and, and you got the people, and you got this and that position, whatever. But ultimately, we are under God. He sends us to where He needs us to go. He tells us what to do, what to say, what to. We are His, and we are here on this earth to move on and speak and uh, look, set the captives free on his behalf. And so um that is uh, uh, how I uh, stay connected. Now you're gonna shut me up, right? You'll be like, no, you need to get off. No, no, no. I I, I wanna agree with you. No, I want you to know I agree with you. Um I teach my congregation, I was like, first of all, um don't ever go around quoting Pastor Tony. Because you're supposed to, you know, my name, my my words are not written in red, you know. So I tell them as a pastor, 
and, and just so you just so I just want to agree, you know, some of my family from Arlington, Alexandria, they they were under a pastor and they would go to the pastor on how to buy a car, how to buy a house, what house to live in, when, you know, when to do this, when to do that. Right. And I teach my congregation that that's bondage, that uh, that it's my job as a pastor to teach you how to read the Bible and how to understand the Bible, because uh, I do believe that the Bible itself is best learned when someone helps, you know, at least initially, you know, okay. you know to help you, uh, you know, a pastor can help you. That's what the pastor, the, the, the pastor's purpose to teach the word of God. But then uh, part of that teaching should be that that I should be teaching you so that you can teach others and that you can 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 do this without me. Because and sometimes I wonder, I, I, I tell folks, I say, hey, listen, I don't want to judge any in another man's uh, servant. But, uh, you know, if I'm teaching you for 30 years, what what have you learned? Like at some point, I'm supposed to be a season in your life. Where uh, in that season, I teach you, you learn, and then you go out and 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 do big things and do wonderful things that God has called you to do. So yeah, I, I'm in full agreement with you. I am not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not quieting you at all on that because uh, that's what I teach my congregation is that uh, that I it's not my job to it's not my calling to teach you how to live your life. You have. I'm not the middleman. When Jesus died on the cross, that tapestry, that 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 curtain was ripped from the top to the bottom, which means that the middleman is eliminated. Absolutely. So, so now the pastor is supposed to be a loving guide. He's supposed to be a loving guide where he, you know, and and like any minister that that is, you know, that quote unquote is under me. First of all, we don't even talk like that where I pass that. But but any minister that's under me, I go and they may ask my advice about where they're going to go speak. Okay. And they may say, hey, Pastor Tony, uh, I'm going to this spot. You know, what, you know, what are you what are your thoughts? You know, and I'll give them advice. Like, OK, you may want to watch this over here. And, and I'll okay. tell them oh, this is a little bit of discipline I give to all ministers who are listening to us. Don't go anywhere unless you talk to the pastor of that organization. Because I've learned when I was a young minister that sometimes you can get an invite somewhere and if the pastor of that spot has not been the one to invite you, you get there and get your feelings hurt. So so I'll give right. that advice. I'll give Meaning that advice. Meaning you're going to say but, something, right? You might say right. something that 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 pastor might not be in agreement with in, in his teaching. Right. 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 So right. if you right. say right. something outside of that, you could be, right, yeah. not invited yeah. back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so you know, uh, I'll give advice, but I've never, I've never, I've never told any of my ministers you can't go nowhere because I'm not your, I'm not your daddy. So, uh, so with all of that being said, um, I wanted to circle back and just ask three questions. If you could tell us, uh, and I know you're, well, no, I won't even ask that question. But can you tell us your your calling? Sounds like encouragement. It sounds like edification. It sounds like calling, uh, or excuse me, counseling. Um, is there a name? Other, those are the three things that you're telling me about the Big Hug Ministry. Those are the three things that kind of 
bubble up in my spirit when I hear edification, encouragement, uh, and then also counseling, like positive counseling. Uh, is there a word that I'm missing that describes the big hug lady or the big hug lady's vocation? Um, I would say um, healing, adding, you know, adding that to what you shared as um, already. Um, that place of um, acceptance, um, worthiness, um, forgiveness, a self-forgiveness. Um, yeah. Now, can you tell us um, where they can find out about your business and then also, or where they can connect with your business and specifically what does that, what does that business do? Okay. Yes. Oh, look, I'm going I'm to add uh, the spirit of joy. Peace, Amen. happiness. Yeah. Indeed, I have I, I've learned that myself and, and God uses me to share that uh to help other individuals to take on that. Um so where can you find me? Uh Sonia Lewis, uh the big hug lady. So Facebook. Um I'm Sonia Lewis on Facebook. I'm also Big Hug Lady LLC on Facebook. Um, one can reach me on Instagram. Um, the Big Hug Lady on Instagram. Um, I do have a YouTube channel. It's pretty new, so I'm adding uh, some of my videos, uh, and that is called Embrace uh, Purpose. Embrace Purpose. Um, oh, oh my gosh! How could I forget this? Uh, my website, which is biggesthugever.com, biggesthugever.com, yes. Mm -hmm. And the business is Big Hug Lady LLC. Uh, and I have come to, why have I come to, yes, encourage, build up, strengthen, to empower other individuals, to let them know. Now, you have been called for a purpose. You have been chosen, regardless of what anyone has told you, regardless of what the enemy has told you, regardless of what your own mind has told you. You know, you have been called for a beautiful purpose and seek, seek, seek with all of your heart, um, his voice, his, his uh, direction. And I promise you, he will share with you. Walk in authenticity walk in authenticity be you be true to who you are and if you don't know who you are then you ask the one who created you and i'm not talking about your mama or your daddy <laughs> i'm talking about god the most high you ask him oh my gosh and he will share with you be open to hearing that stay on a relentless pursuit of him and um you know, never, never, never give up. And most of all, stay connected. You know, that intimate uh, place with him. And oh my gosh, he is going to blow your mind. He's going to blow your mind as to who you are and what he has called you to. Amen. So Amen. Now, 
Amen. Now, where can we find your podcast? Yes. Big Hug okay. Conversations. You can find them on um, my website. All of them uh, are there uh, from the beginning. Oh, my gosh. You see how I first started. It was like, oh, cringe. But as I uh, as I continued on that journey, um, they got better. Uh, so you can find that. It's called Big Hug Conversations on um, the website, biggesthugever.com. And as I said, as far as the ooh, the first one was like, ugh. And as we get to the later ones, you see, oh, okay. I see she, you know, stepped it up. That right. is just like our journey to mm. perfect. I That's mean, right. we start off, we are like, we, we don't know. You know, we make mistakes along the way. You know, and but as we stay connected and as we continue to ask him, as we continue to seek, you know, his voice and his direction, he illuminates. I, I promise you, it is like a path illuminated to show you exactly where to go. You know, kind of like the. um, uh Oh, my gosh. What were they called? Uh, marshallers, the air marshallers. Right. For airplanes. Right. They're out there and they're showing you, they're guiding you this huge plane. Right. And this little person out here just kind of guiding you. But it's just like that. It is. It is. The air marshaller is that mm -hmm. that direction. You know, God is just sending you and you and that big, gigantic purpose that is in you for him. God will guide you, you know, it's just that person, that pilot is, you know, watching, he's listening to see the route in which to take off, right? right but right, right, right. if he is not focused on that marshaller, if he is not listening, then he going to crash into something, <laughs> you know, it ain't going to be pretty, it ain't going to be pretty. So... If we that that's how that journey looks. And and I think for anybody to believe that. As I as I step into, you know, OK, who am I? What am I supposed to be? Why did you call me, Lord, that I'm going to instantly get it is a journey just like our relationship with him. It is a journey. It gets closer. It gets more intimate. It gets clearer, you know. Um, so just, just know that and mistakes are going to happen. I don't want anybody to believe that along our journey, um, to purpose or along our journey to get to know who God is. Um, as I share with my dad, I don't care. He does not care what you have done. He, he doesn't care what you have done. That is something that man has put into place. Oh, where well, you're not worthy enough. You're not good enough because you did this, you did that. He, it's not about that. All he says is just say yes. Just give him a try. And I promise you, you know, he is already taking that sting away. He loves you. He already knew what you were going to do before you did it. <laughs> you know, right, right, and, right. and yet yeah. he took that step to ensure that you still had that same right that anybody else does to him. And, and uh, to that 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 right to say that you are his. Um, so, yeah, that's 
that's pretty much that answer your question. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. Well, Sister Sonia, we can't thank you enough for coming on. You didn't have to do this. You didn't need to do this. We truly appreciate you. You have the last word. Do you have any closing thoughts for our audience? And I lovingly call our audience there from 30 to 55 year olds, even though there are people older than 55, there's people younger than 30, but they're 30 to 55 year olds and they're people who want to get better every day. What are your closing thoughts for our audience? I just say to each and every one of you, um, seek him out. I, mean, I can't say that uh, enough. Be on a relentless pursuit of him. Um, an intimate pursuit to know him more, to ask questions. I mean, he is like so right there waiting for you to ask him questions about who you are until you get to the place, right? Where you begin to see him in your reflection and you begin to see you in his reflection. Wow. Just wow. Continue to stay focused on that journey, continue to ask, continue to seek, continue to stay tucked up underneath him. And regardless of what other people say or think or do, you stay focused, um, stay on that journey with him. And I promise you, oh my gosh, he is going super duper blow your mind because he is gorgeous. Oh my gosh, he is gorgeous. Uh, he's full of love and kindness. And I mean, oh my gosh, the biggest hug ever. So if you want to receive that, that kind of love, embrace it. Just embrace it. And oftentimes we push it away. But I'm telling you, if you just embrace everything that I said, you open your arms to everything that I said and that he shows you along your way. Oh my gosh, it is really going to feel like the biggest hug ever. If you enjoyed Sonia, the big hug lady, as much as we did, please check her out at biggesthugever.com.